This is an eavesdropping conversation. I'm Juliet Fraser, and today I'm talking to Ang Harrod Davies. Welcome, Ang Harrod. Hello, Juliet. Hi. Um, to introduce your work to listeners, I wonder if you can tell us about the different elements of your practice. Well, I'm a musician who plays violin and occasionally sings. Um, and these days I'm, I primarily improvise and play contemporary music. As somebody who barely improvises at all, I'm, I'm always quite intrigued by improvisation as a discipline. And I see that it really is a discipline demanding technical control and, um, you know, really great sensitivity to what's going on around you. I wonder what drew you to this way of working? It's, uh, it's something that has developed and evolved gradually, I would say, um, mm. along the years. And it's been influenced by pretty much everyone that I've collaborated with. Um, and I suppose, um, the longer that I do it, the more I get drawn into it. Yeah, I think I think it's just a really practical way of making music. <laughs> and for me, it's um, a conduit to being able to be present, more so perhaps than notated music. Yes. Yeah, I would, I understand that, that there's a very very big difference in the way one prepares I suppose like a notated score and an improvisation is, is that true? Yes there is um, I don't really prepare my improvisations hmm. it's something that I decided to do quite early on yes I just wanted to have a different approach to it uh, compared to, to notated music hmm. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but for me, it seems to be okay <laughs> at the moment anyway. And is, is that spontaneity partly what keeps it fresh as a, as a way of working? Yeah, totally. I think I try to recreate the very first time I mm. improvised um, each time. I try to hold on to that. And of course that gets very difficult the more you, you play um, improvised music and more difficult it is, is to you know to capture the very first time you did it but I think that's probably my strategy by not practicing it sort of putting myself into that situation again of making it you know a, a new experience as much as I'm by now it's yeah it, it, it's a bit more difficult to do that I have to say because you you tend to fall back on things that you know that work sometimes if, if you need to get out of a hole <laughs> something's not quite working you can always draw on something that you know that will work mm. how did it come about that you did your first improvisation how how did that happen well basically I got to improvise through my brother really he introduced me to the whole thing uh, I was on a completely different trajectory before that, doing classical music and orchestras and all sorts. And I think from his studies up at Huddersfield University, that's when he experimented first with it. 
and I got invited to play with him, Mark Westell and Matt Davis, just in a private sort of setting at Hanwell Community Centre back in, oh, I don't know, it's a long time ago. And that was my first experience. And then the next experience was an actual concert. Mm. So that was with my brother and Nikos Beriotis, the cellist. And that was the very first time that I improvised. Publicly. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, and I'm still grateful to Roger to this day for saying, well, you know, you can't make any mistakes, just go for it. Mm. And I think I, I hold on to that uh, dearly, actually, when, <laughs> <laughs> when I'm in an improvising situation. So you've just mentioned a couple of early collaborations there that perhaps were significant for you. I'm wondering if there are particular collaborative projects or or even partnerships that you feel have fundamentally changed your direction of travel as a musician. Absolutely. Lots of people, too many to, <laughs> to mention really, and I'm making a disservice by few out because everybody basically yeah, it's it's been a great experience to play with everybody. Um, but in particular, I think uh, Jörg Fry's music influenced the way that I improvised at a certain point. Uh, certainly playing with Tony Conrad has had an influence. Uh, Eliane Radig, um, Tisha Mukherjee. Lena Lapelite and most recently Richard Dawson. So mm. playing live with Richard Dawson really has added a, a different element and given me a bit more courage, I think. Well, that's good to hear because collaborations, in my experience, don't always give me more courage anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very positive. Um, a slightly charged question here. I'm I'm wondering, because our scenes are quite different, I'm wondering how do you feel your world of improvised music is doing in terms of gender equality or or even equality more more generally? I think it's doing well now. It's completely changed compared to when I started off. Oh really? I was often the only female in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and by now, things have really shifted. I was just thinking about uh, a gig that I did back in 2019 at Wells in Austria, where, yeah, there was six females and two males. Yeah. Um, so there's a big shift, I think. And I was reflecting that perhaps Cafe Otto in London had something to do with that, just uh, bringing improvised music into a different space. Mm. Well, that's very it's, encouraging. Yeah. I know you're spending more and more time composing. And in fact, I witnessed your your wonderful orchestral piece at um, the London Contemporary Music Festival. What would it be? Um, a year and a half ago now. And I can't remember yeah. the title, but it's something to do with witches. Is that right? Yeah. Where did all the witches go? It's just, I loved that performance. Um, oh. I'd love to know a bit about how how you made that shift into composing um, and perhaps why you felt that was a necessary move as a performer. 
Well, I'm not sure that it's a conscious move at all mm. uh, or a shift. It's something that's happened organically. I've just found myself in these situations and 2019 was a particularly fruitful year for that. And it was kicked off with a three-day residency at Caffiotto, which again gave me space and, well, just confidence to be able to try new things. Because I think up until then, I'd been sort of interpreting other people's music or other people's projects. Um, yeah. And this was really the turning point, I think, to, to start to lead my own projects. And yeah, lots, lots of exciting things happened in 2019. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, lots of opportunities. Are you hoping that you can sort of pick up where you left off there? Are there are there signs of projects on the horizon this year and next year that, that give you hope for that? Um, everything's gone quite quiet, Juliet, I have to say. Yeah. I'm not sure. I've, I've lost that momentum, I think, that was there at the end of 2019. I've, I've not been able to carry it forward somehow. But yeah, there, there's a collaboration with Jack McNamara that's coming up now in May, where I've been asked to make music for a WhatsApp play. Oh, amazing. Um, yes. So that's the next thing that I'm going to wow. be preparing for. Um, oh, yes. And the other thing that's going to happen in June, hopefully, is a three-week residency at QO2 in Brussels, mm. uh, run by Julia Eckhart. And I'm going to be exploring a new piece, hopefully, for me <laughs> playing the violin and singing a multi-channel piece maybe I don't know I don't know what it's going to be but um that's for a project later on in the year with all that dust oh. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of all that dust but um I've yes. heard a little bit about something to do with them I think yes that's Listeners is is a record label that I run, so yes, I do know something about it. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited about that. Mm, so are we. So are we indeed. <laughs> so so there are things coming up, and um, I do really hope that that momentum that you mentioned that was building at the end of the year does does spring back into life when when we're all liberated and allowed to go about our business again <laughs> yes that would be good that would be good to look forward to mm. so you're actually the only one of my guests that I'm interviewing after your performance um which was lovely I did love sitting in the chapel just watching you improvise um and I know as you said that evening that was the first time that you had performed for quite a while um for listeners that haven't watched the set or missed the performance what what can you tell us about that experience for you oh well it was just fantastic being able to play in that space and just having time to find my way into the space yeah and yeah, to play solo again, I think the last actual solo that I played was back in 
well, a, a, almost a year ago, an improvised solo anyway, in a performance space, uh, not on Zoom. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just brilliant being in an acoustic mm. that I could play around with. And it, it was difficult to, to start it. I, I really wasn't quite sure how to, <laughs> what, how to begin, really. Um, so it just felt apt just to play one note <laughs> and see where it went. Yeah, I remember watching you take your time to begin and I, it reminded me maybe of that moment if you're a composer, like, what is the first note that you write on this piece of paper? Or if I'm sometimes writing words, where am I starting? Where, where is this first point of thought? That can be the, the hardest moment. Once you're flowing, then it gets a bit easier, I find. Yes. Mm. And I had, I had brought my, some of my preparations with me on the floor, but they seem very, very far away to go and pick <laughs> up. So I had to just go for it. I remember you didn't manage to incorporate some creaking floorboards though, which yes. was very lovely. Yes, that was great that, that I happened to be standing on, on a creaky <laughs> right floor. Right on a creek. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what you what you can find to, <laughs> to bring in if you're yeah, if you're not sure what to do next. <laughs> oh and Harrod, it's just it's been so lovely to have you in the series. Um thank you for performing for us the other day and thank you so much for spending this time with me today talking it's it's really fascinating to hear hear what you're oh, what you're up to thank you very much Juliet it was a massive pleasure on Monday night it was yeah a big boost well I wish you all the best thank you